Welcome to Toast in the Morning. It is now time to put on your big boy pants. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This is it. Hello, is it. ladies and gentlemen, to another rare sportsless episode. I know. We don't. You know, when we strive, you know, when we uh, stray away from our uh, comfort zone, it tends to do better. So, uh, last episode, it was a uh, an interesting one with stocks and FICA score. You never thought you'd see this. FICO, close. FICO. You're still learning. I know, I'm learning. I'm trying my but best. But today, we bring top our, our personal top 10 albums from 2020 from different genre standpoints. Yeah. I, Evan took more of a, I would say, a holistic approach, absorbed a couple different genres in there, and I took a more pure rap hip-hop album. Yeah. Mine was a, a pretty much a mix of metalcore with like a like a post hardcore with one hip hop album. That's it. I took so. a lot more of a Billboard approach to mine. Yes. Yeah, so you're a, a basic bitch. No, you, you if you saw, uh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah. So so you don't have like Dua Lipa. On I've been it? I've been or, a or little Justin bit too Bieber? much. I've been yummy. Uh, you like yummy? Oh my god. <laughs> god help me. I got Megan Thee Stallion at number one. No, I'm kidding. Ah but. yes. Wop. I'm kidding. It's actually um, Cardi B's album. Ah, yeah, dude, that was fire. That was Fuego, I tell you. That was Fuego. No, I'm not. I'm not the Grammys, but we oh, proceed oh, from there. Uh, yeah. You want to open up, or you want me to take it away with our starting from ten? We'll take a ten uh, from six, yeah, like we said before. You know you, five through two, reveal one and one. Because you because know, I'm the uh, the main attraction of the podcast. You can go first. Okay, sounds good. There goes my so ego. So I open up with number ten with right. "Before the Storm" by Internet Money. All right, talk about So, it. as we know, we have Internet Money, which is a core collection of producers. They've done a bunch of tracks. And I was a little, actually, surprisingly, I thought this could ha- this had album of the year potential. Mm-hmm. But it let me down with a lot of this, a lot of the tracks. But as a whole, it made my top ten. It was a big favorite of, obviously, we had the Blast Off with Juice World and Trippy Red. Big fan of that track. Okay. We had the the like world number one song in the world lemonade that was for like a couple months it might still be the number one song in the world with nav and gonna okay and, i was thinking the young bloods and no 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 oh, no god no. then we had another person of my favorites we had j lo lil tecca thrust not thrusting my apologies speak with the kid Leroy. Mm-hmm. and the main reason why i like this project a lot you had a lot of different artists in here. there's a song on here for everybody you may if you don't like the whole album there's at least one track on here you like you, because it's because once again it's made by a production company, so you had pretty much everyone that fell under them to make them yep. a song. Anyone they've really worked with, so you have a big range from you know your Juice World, the Kid Leroy, Trippy Red, other guys like Twenty Four K Golden, Lil Tecca, Lil Skyzy and Dior, Lil Mosey. That was another track big favorite. Lost Me. I think that had a lot more big uh, big song potential. And I, overall, this was a phenomenal project. Missed a little bit. But still slipping at number 10. All right. Then going in for album number nine, I had PTSD by G Herbo. This album, the only reason I checked out in the first place, this was, I think it came out around February of 2020. Because I remember hearing about, you have a song called PTSD, Chance the Rapper, Juice World, Lil Uzi Vert. I think you probably played that song a total of a thousand times. Oh, now at this point, yes. Yes. But that was the only reason I checked this album in the first place. And I was like, love the song. It's I'm pretty sure it's been the one of the biggest songs of the year, one of my favorite features, etc., etc., etc. But because 
of that single, I explored the entirety of the album because I never really like to listen to one song on an album. Okay. I like to kind of go through it. And then I, I really liked it as a whole. I think it's G Herbo's best project to date. He's had, a, I think, two other ones. Correct me if I'm wrong. But songs like Glass in the Face with a phenomenal A Boogie feature on there. And another good song with Lil Dark Party in Heaven. And, uh, and then Lawyer Fees with Polo G. Overall, the album, we had a couple songs that sounded similar. But I think a couple of the big ones really hit, right. and that's that steps in number nine. These lower right. ones, I'm not gonna have that much to say with. Okay. Kind of a little bit of an overview, but then we start moving into our, you know, top five is when I'll really start diving into albums. For now, we'll just kind of rattle them off. All right, yeah, we're, okay. Redo pack, man. Redo pack. Then we we go in just because it's tight. I'm gonna let a little bit of an expletive here. Bleep it as you want, toast. But we have fuck love in at number eight. Oh, dude, PG man. My apologies. No, yeah. I, I, it's all all good. But now. That was Killeroy's first EP, so his first technical project, and not exclude. I'm kind of, I'm just kind of taking the first portion because he also put out the second part of the EP that kind of counted as deluxe for the album. Mm-hmm. But just talking specifically about that first EP, this it really showed for me his potential as an artist. I liked it as is in general, but it kind of got me really excited for his first studio album that should come out this year. He's on the absolute tear. He has absolutely, he has more Spotify listeners now than Lucy Vert, which I know you were shocked about. We were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was He's, I, a lot of it's due to his success on TikTok with his smash hit on there. But I just, I love the project as a whole. His vocal ranges are absolutely phenomenal, in my opinion. Sorry. Uh, I'm blanking. Who, who is this again? The Kid Leroy. The Kid Leroy. Yeah. No, his, his vocals are really good. Uh, the song the, the, that he had with Juice World. Like, he was like... That was Go. No, Reminds Me of You. Oh, Reminds Me of You. Yeah. Gotcha. That was the song that was like, man, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, his range is mm-hmm. phenomenal. For, especially for a young kid. He's only 17. Yeah. Has a lot of room to grow. Yeah. Um, he, as we know, grew under our man, Juice World. Your man. And he's a big fan of your legend, Kurt Cobain. Posted yeah. about him a lot. He's a huge Kurt Cobain guy. You see a lot. I, c- I can see that alternative influence in him yeah especially the way he dresses and carries himself too he's got an alternative boy look with the long hair he wears the black and white stripes it feels like now that like grunge face is now it's coming back grunge came back but more i think more of an alternative style it's it's like yeah it's like it's like that 90s alternative branded as like like this like e-boy bull bull crap you know yeah but i get i get what you're saying yeah like the uh like the long sleeves but like it's the short sleeve shirt with the long sleeve shirt under it and like the baggy mm-hmm. exactly clothes. so then off of that portion it makes I want to kill myself <laughs> pretty pretty much i got you uh, like, I, I respect was, it because like, it feels I, I like an back in fourth grade i rock back and forth it depends grade. on the person because some people are it's just like corny but other people are yeah. more it's like respect for the genre so it depends this is the point it's, it's mainly a fashion scene oh yeah pretty much pretty much it happens with a lot of genres yeah but big like fans of of go obviously off of that first portion wrong and and then it was off the end. It was wish you not wish you well. That was to skip my apologies. Need you the most. That was off of Neo's song. It was sampled. Um, I forgot the name of it, but it's uh Jesus one of his love songs. Neo. Neo's making a comeback on a couple of features. I but I appreciate it. the skits are cool in there. Kind of give you a little bit of that you know drama face. Right, but then off right. of the savage version, I loved tragic with NBA young boys and internet money as features. He has fuck you goodbye with Machine Gun Kelly. And without you, mm-hmm. I think that portion, the Savage version, was really stood out more than anything for me. 
Okay. And just once again, excited for future projects from him. All right. Mr. Yeah. Leroy. Now <laughs> I kind of take a step away from the common sound we've seen in the past couple ones. We All have right. King's Disease by Naz as my number oh, wow, seven. I thought he was like... No, eight. Like, no, seven. Seven. My apologies. So Naz, the New York rapper. Yes. The world is yours. I was... I didn't know this album was coming out, but I just remember seeing a song, which is actually currently my favorite off of it. It's Spicy with 5 Year Fern and ASAP Ferg. Oh. Um, I was like, I saw that as a single, listened to it, and as I do, dive into the entirety of the project. This has been very highly regarded as one of the better hip-hop, more hip-hop rap projects of the year. And a lot of cool features on here, because you saw, like, Naz kind of stepping in with, on this track, Spicy, 5 Year Fern and ASAP Ferg. He had Anderson Pack on here. He okay. had Lil Dirk on here. Don Tolliver, Big Sean. That's another one of my favorites. Replace me. Big Sean and Don Tolliver, phenomenal track. Big Sean's making a comeback, it looks like. Big Sean is, he's been underrated for a lot of his career. Some people think he's a little bit of a one trick pony, but I, I respect him. Yeah. He has some real fire bars. Yeah. He's not offensive or anything. Oh, no, not whatsoever. He's a very, like, run of the mill, you know what you're getting type of guy. You know what you're getting by. He's like, uh, he like avoids any controversy. He's never, like, any issues. He just, like, yeah. makes music and just chills. But overall, mm. love this project. And yeah, there's not much I can say with that. Just a traditional, like, phenomenal rap yeah. album. Like, this is the kind of album you show somebody, like, oh, what's hip hop like? This is just a staple blend of old and new hip hop project. Okay. Yeah. Too bad. And then this is one I know you can speak on. You're All gonna right. step on a little bit. This is unlocked Denzel Curry's LP. Right. I think you said it was classified with Kenny Beats. Yes, yes. Kenny Beats is probably my second or third favorite producer. I love Kenny Beats. He makes phenomenal music. He's a great producer, and then mixed with Denzel Curry's lyricism and flow, which yeah, is like, unmatched. Like it was just ridiculous. I also, when I first saw it, I remember it was hysterical. It was like the like the names of the uh, album. It was um not the album the singles yeah, or like yeah, the yeah, actual yeah. file names I saw I was like what the hell is this goofy ass like yeah whatever it kind of grew on me though I was like okay it's different it's an LP and, it and, looks raw and there's like a little like short film that goes along with it as well that's correct so and may I say I love the cover art no it's good the cover really art was good. sick it was yeah. probably my favorite cover it's art clean. to be honest uh take it back version two is my favorite <laughs> track it was take underscore it underscore back underscore okay, v2 okay, okay. you, you, you know explain. yeah but anyway that yeah. and die phenomenal tracks on take it back though his just flow is ridiculous and he does his like you saw on rookie if you remember those voice changes mm-hmm. it's almost convincing me like there's no way he actually does it has to be some production in there because his voice switches are ridiculous the way he elevates and lowers his voice and goes in with his flow is just one of the best talents in the game no he's He's that's the reason why he's he's my favorite in the game. You know he's representing Florida exactly. Zoo the zoo the zoo Carroll City. Oh my uh, god! But that's the reason why he's like one of the best. His word flow, his flow, his words, um, Florida play, just like everything about him. Like he has a really good person, like a good personality. Mm-hmm. And even like when you see in interviews, like he's very. He's a great eccentric he, guy. He, he's he's eccentric, but he's also very humble. Like like I remember, I think it was like. GQ, I think he had an interview. I love like, that interview. Yeah, like what should you bring? He's like, oh, I gotta bring my uh, my my animes. I gotta bring I gotta bring my 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 toaster or something. Yeah, I mean, he's he hysterical, something like like a blender. I think he's a phenomenal personality, yeah. and he's always like such a show. Like you see him in interviews. Yeah, yeah, he's a. He's really like he's one of my favorites. Uh, what was that? What was this uh, number? That was my number six, right? Yeah, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, six. Yeah, yeah. so. 
That was that concludes yeah. my all bottom right. five. All right, so love that project. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it didn't make my top ten, uh, mainly because it wasn't the most. It was ambitious. I'm not saying it was a outside a knock. It's just it just wasn't like taboo or imperial oh taboo um, taboo i think is by far his best project 100 100 that's his best project one of the one of the best rap albums hip-hop albums of the past decade in my yeah. opinion it's so good it, it misses out um just because uh if it, it was just kind of like a fun little collaboration and it worked out and yeah. i'm really excited what project he's uh gonna release uh next year uh, rumor is that it's going to be another studio album, so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to I think that. it's going to be his last studio album. I'm pretty sure I remember I him know. saying he has like one or two left in him and he's done. Yeah, I, I heard that. I hope, I hope it isn't. I really hope it isn't because he's so good. Although, you know, he can do like the Seinfeld thing that just go on a high, like honestly. like It's uh, better than that than or you can go Eminem style. Exactly. And as much as I love his old work, he's gotten yeah. a little corny. It's like some of my favorite bands, uh, you know, went out on a high. Um, and it hurts, but it makes you respect it a lot exactly. more. Exactly. And it makes the work special, you know, instead of being like, oh, that's how it Like Linkin Park's last album before like, Chester did we, passed away. Do we really away. need this? Exactly. Like last album with Chester passed away. It was like, this is kind of like, that's how it ends with Chester. Like, yeah. So, but uh, here we are. We're going to start off with uh, my top 10. Educate me. All right. So. Like we just said, it's mine's more of a metalcore, uh, hardcore uh, style uh, list. So number ten is the Ghost Inside's a self-titled album. So what genre does that fall under? This is a metalcore album. Uh, in Wikipedia, it's melodic metalcore, which I can see. So this band has gone through a lot of shit. Um, in 2015, they were in a terrible bus crash that a lot of people got injured. Uh, the drummer lost his leg actually and so they've been on hiatus for the past four or five years they came back summer 2019 and they did a couple one-off shows in uh on Cal- in california that's where they're from and the ghost inside has just been mainly just a very uh passionate kind of a metalcore band and they really stick to their uh, their roots which is just with it's a lot more like a lot of inspiration when it comes to their music and their songwriting and this was like you expected coming into this album it was to be very passionate and talking about their struggles and talking okay. about how they're kind of overcoming and it sounds cliche in a way but they've gone through a lot of crap and um yeah they released this album and i really enjoyed it. it was everything that you that you expected i remember their first single that came out aftermath really passionate with the vocals um the guy's vocals, I, I forget the lead singer's name. Um, I'm doing I'm doing uh, poor justice. Uh, Jonathan Vigil, he's really passionate vocals, really really great, and um, the singles were really good. And I think the one really the problem with it is what I said. It's just you kind of get you, you get what you're expecting from Ghost Inside, and you can take or leave it. Some songs sound the same. It's sometimes they can you know hit you over the head with their messaging. It's like, yeah, you know, passion and all that. But it's a great album. Really love the production on here. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, when it came out, I was expecting this album to be somewhere in my, one okay. of my favorites. And it did. It slid down a little bit with some of the other albums. Uh, but 
I had to include somewhere and I had to recognize it because just of the tough journey the Ghost Inside guy. And I'm happy that they're back because they're they're really talented. Okay. Next album, number nine, is a Silos's uh, Cycle of Suffering. Preface me with genre. Give me a little. No, no, it's a metalcore, progressive metal, thrash okay. type of sound. So I mentioned this band a couple of times. We reviewed one of their songs, Architects. So this is. I remember that. So this is the lead guitarist, Josh Middleton's band. So he's uh this is like their first album I believe that he's playing he's playing guitars and vocals and really yeah so he I remember listening to his, their first single and I sever it's just pure just thrash just like some I want to say some of these albums are you don't have to look at the like some of these albums I looked at their lyrics and like what they were talking about some of these like albums like this are just like just wow me with with your guitars and your drums just just wow me and you got a lot of you know a lot of influences i've heard a little bit of a um oh god uh geez i'm blanking on one of the um uh, there's like a, a little bit of like a doom met like a doom metal like a just like a black metal atmospheric sort of uh feel uh behemoth that's the band very atmospheric very grand in a sense and yeah, like I love uh, Middleton's vocals, just really just guttural and just vicious, and yeah, the the guitar playing's great, and you could say also the the songs kind of sound. You heard one, you can. It's tough to uh, see which one was more different than the other one, but overall, this is a great album. Really enjoyed it, and I'm happy to see them back because they had a little bit of a hiatus too. They had, a, they had a bunch of lineup changes in the past couple of years, but I'm really happy that they came back and they released an album. Okay. Right, so number eight is a Trivium's What the Dead Men Say. This came out in April, and I've seen these guys live twice. They are amazing. Um, loved their last album, the, the Sin and the Sentence, came out three years over three years ago. And, um, yeah, when one of my favorite songs is... A two-minute instrumental song to start off the album. That's just like holy shit. I know. I'm just. I'm. I'm ready. I'm in. Let's go. And yeah, just once again, the production is clean, crisp and clean. The drums are one of my favorites. Uh, Alex Bent. This band has had a history of cycling through drummers over the past decade. And uh, Alex Bent, he's got to stay. He is a technician behind the kit he's incredible just just like watch like drum covers with him playing it is like the work that he does it's really evolved trivium sound from a more of a traditional metalcore thrash thrash metal band to more of a technical metal progressive metal melodic sort of band and they've really evolved their sounds uh, matt Heafy, the uh, the vocalist he's bringing more of his uh growls back in the frame he's had issues with uh He's had a vocal issue, um, issues with his vocals. He passed, he's uh, blew out his vocals. So I'm happy that he's incorporating more of his uh, screams. And yeah, just overall, once again, I love what they're doing. They're one of my favorite metalcore bands around. And yeah, they're just killing it, man. Like I'm really happy for what they're uh, what they're doing. Okay. No. I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. Retool packed. And this is, so that was uh, number eight. So this is number seven. This is Killer Be Killed, Reluctant Hero. This is a super group 
of sorts with uh, the basis of uh, Mastodon, a Troy Sanders, as the lead singer of the Dillinger Escape Plan, Greg Pusciato, Max Cavallero, who is the co-founder of like Subtura and Soulfly, and also has the Converge drummer, Ben Kohler. So there's a big super group. This is our first album in six years, and this is another. This is an album where, once again, you don't really have to look at the vocals and read the vocals and all that. It's just like you just tune back and you're just like, wow, this band is a thing. It's just like, wow, like it's just me being grateful and all these fans being grateful that yes, these guys are a group and they're making music. It's just a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And yeah, there's really nothing really else I can say. Love the songwriting, love the, just love uh, the energy. Yeah, it's everything that I wanted, but better. Honestly, I'm really, really happy with this, uh, with this album. Really happy, and I'm happy that they came back in in some sort of way. I feel like I didn't do it. I feel like I didn't do justice, but believe me, it's a it's a fun listen. Um, okay. So I might have to check that out. Yeah, it's it, it's a really fun one. And uh, number six is. Higher Powers, uh, 27 Mile Underwater. So this is a uh, kind of like a punk, hardcore, post-hardcore band from uh, from Britain. And uh, I stumbled upon these guys over the summer. Um, really, with their song Low Season. Really fun, really fun song. Uh, the guy's uh, vocals, Jimmy Wizard. He has a... He has like a weird... So he's magical? He is very magical, <laughs> indeed, yeah. Um, he has... His he has an interesting voice that it could. You have to like adapt a little bit. You have to be familiar with similar like con, uh, contemporaries to this. It's it's a it's definitely a weird vocal range, but it, it works with his screams and his uh, his melodies with his, with the chorus. And you see a lot of influence with uh, bands like uh, like Deftones, which we'll we'll get into. And uh, Turnstile, which is a, a hardcore band, uh, a little bit of Code Orange as well, which another band will get into as well. You hear a lot of influences, and this is an album where you hear the those influences plus like this would have been a number one number one hit if it came out like two decades ago. Honestly, like this this album is like the perfect like if it came out two thousand two thousand one, everyone would be raving about this band. And, uh, Which is a little bit not with the times, but like when you find it's a hidden gem. Exactly, and I think bands like this can really help go back to that old whole uh, alternative rock metal, uh, you know, phase again. And this is Roadrunners behind this, a major record uh, label in the world of metal. So, with the help of Roadrunner, this this band could once again, you know, they could uh, turn a lot of heads and. Uh, yeah, these guys are are really really good. I recommend Baniotti. You should uh, listen to this. Oh yeah, uh, I recommend. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'll have to listen to it. It's a good listen. It's a really good listen. I really enjoy. It. So that's uh, my ten through six right there. So okay. if you want to die for uh, five to two, I would love nothing less. Oh, beautiful. So I'm gonna take it away with my number five. We have my turn, little baby. All right. Other than one other artist, which we'll mention soon, it was his year. Put a bunch of projects, bunch of music. Heard a lot of Little Baby this year. I think this is his best project year to date. You know, people with, you know, oh, you know, it's old. The first project is this EP, that EP. I honestly don't care. Mm-hmm. This studio album was phenomenal. Everyone was listening to Heating Up with Little Baby and Gunna, the classic duo. They're listening to that song nonstop on repeat for a while. Everyone knows, obviously, 
the um well my personal one one of my personal favorites was commercial Lil Uzi Vert. And then we had We Paid, Lil Baby 42 Doug. Everyone knows the classic whistle, huge song. The not only the deluxe, but the regular album went insanely hard. A lot of great features. Lil Baby also dove in a little bit more of like flow switches and got a little bit more complex with his lyricism as which he was a little bit more of a one trick pony if you go a little bit earlier. I know you weren't the biggest fan in his um earlier days. Nah, wasn't what wasn't my cup of tea. That wasn't my cup of but tea. But I think he got a lot more dynamic and evolved as an artist more than I've ever seen when he got to this point. And I think it's only up from here and I could see him being one of the more influential guys from this generation in terms of the rap sound. Okay. The rap trap sound of of hip hop. Alright. Yeah, I was not too high on this earlier stuff. I thought this was a one hit wonder type of guy. He's gonna phase out like Because especially with a Drake feature. Oh. Ever you know all those especially look at uh, uh JB whatever the hell his name is. Oh, uh, Block Boy JB. Block Boy JB. You see people forget his name. He did I, a dance, I, stood next to Jake for a little bit, and oh that was my a career. God. But yeah, Lil Baby stood the, t- stood the test of time, and he's putting out consistent number one projects and songs. Yeah. Where's PMB Rock? PMB Rock, man. I haven't heard that name. He hasn't yeah. done... He, like, fell off the face of the earth, like, a year ago. Yeah. That was a fun run. Ha, high he, school he days. Put, he put out a project with uh, yeah. that song with Lil Skies. He's like, I like girls who like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was about it. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I want to I wanna time travel back to, like, those uh, senior year 2017, 18 yeah, hits. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But as you were saying, uh, PMB, yeah, fell off the face of the earth. But yeah, so really all I have to say about Little Baby. Love the project. Killed it. This is another pre-quarantine album. Kind of like right around right around the same spot. Yeah. I, I want to do like a nice one-hit wonder uh, list. Like Fetty Wap will top that one for sure. Oof. He's Apparently yeah. he's back. Apparently he said a lot of the reason was mismanagement. I don't know. I uh, don't know. I know he released that album like last month. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Okay. Now we have... My number what, four now. We have Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, which a lot of people's number one surprising, but this is a pop smoke project. Uh, oh, okay. A good amount of people had to actually meet the Woo 2, which oh, is wow. his last album before he passed. Before he passed. This is his first posthumous project. I actually didn't like Meet the Woo 2 too much. A couple good singles, but eh. Yeah. I got you. This album was going to come out anyways. I loved a lot of these songs. Uh, surprisingly, wasn't a huge fan of not a, not as in not a huge fan. I think it was successful, but it wasn't for me. Some of his biggest songs were his more R and B style songs, which came out of nowhere. He has the voice for, it, especially that deep throaty voice, is perfect for that R and B sound. Uh, you got a lot of the songs like For the Night were huge. You had the then you had a lot of West Coast sound on here. Yeah, a lot of guys, you know, you got Swaley and here, Quavo. Yeah, he had a song called West Coast shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, with Tyga and Quavo. Yeah. And Quavo was also an East Coast guy, but that's besides the point. Yeah, it's a, it's a, but still, he, there's a lot of West Coast sound, a lot of R&B on here. Yeah. I think this is where you saw the most, like I said, with Lil Baby, more, most exploring of sound on this project. A lot of different forms of pop smoke. But the song, once again, I always say home for me was 44 Bulldog, which is classic New York drill. I love, love. That's what made me fall in love with pop smoke in the first place. Shout out to Carlos, who's on this episode, who showed there- me pop smoke back in the summer of 2019. I would think so, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I would, right right around that range, yeah. right around when those, uh, you know, pa, Dior and Welcome to the Party were first getting recognition. He was, he's was he been on that New York drill scene and mm-hmm. showed me those. And I've loved that sound ever since. Yep. And yeah, those are big. And then the Deluxe came out. I was a huge, 
I didn't listen to. Oh, I listened to the whole thing, but the only song that I continued to replay was "Hello," which was with A Boogie, who I think this might be one of his best features. I think he really delivered. At first, it kind of sounded kind of garbage, like A Boogie's feature, but it really set in. A couple shout-outs to how he, you know he's the king of New York, and if Pop was alive, it's the two of them, and he kind of has that mutual respect for Pop Smoke, seeing him pass away, who could have been one of those yep. more influential guys in New York. Yep. And I just I love this album as a whole. I listened to like a couple of the songs, um, not because I was like, uh, yeah, all this, all, this album sucks. I just my brother just showed me a couple of their songs, a couple of the songs off the album. I was like, okay, this is pretty good. Like it's pretty good stuff. Like can't complain. It, it was like definitely not what I was like what I was expecting from yeah. like his drill exactly that, sound. that West Coast and R and B noise. Yeah. But like I just the the ones that really hit home to me are those classic. <laughs> Drill sound pop smoke. Yeah, yeah. But now moving into three. This right. is a song that you've heard not only me but a couple of our friends playing on nonstop oh, repeat. God. This is Eternal A Take oh, by Lil Uzi Vert. This started off my one spot because when I was came out through the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Uzi absolutely killed it. A lot of people calling it mid when it first came out. All oh, this is garbage. Not expecting yeah. obviously because majority of his songs being leaked. He had to make an entirely new album. Yeah. Puts out Eternal Take, exploring his three personalities. You have your standard old school Uzi. You have yeah. Renji, which is more of his like melodic style. This it was the second half of the album, actually. Let me pull it up to be more specific. But it also has Baby Pluto, which, as we talked about, he went into with his Pluto times Baby Pluto album with Future. I remember you. You were explaining me that whole stuff. Yeah, he's like I, a I multi personality, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it was one through five or six was his baby Pluto sound and then starting with I'm sorry celebration station Saturday he has his orangey or Renji Lou's Vert sound and then they go for the more classic ones you have P2 which was a, a, a fan favorite which was a remix of oh um oh yeah I know you got yeah, one I, I know uh, anyway. XO Tour Life XO Tour Life thank you very much even I know that see I'm cultured and you know Futsal Shuffle 2020 That Way which is a remix of I Wanted That Way by the Backstreet Boys classic that, that, that's, that's a great song that, that song went that, that song especially with Uzi's remix I love that song oh, come on. So they were just better the top 10 songs that you don't want to admit that you love mm-hmm. I Wanted That Way by Backstreet Boys that's like an, you unironically like that song exactly that's another list we gotta do top 10 songs that you don't want to admit that you like that you do like, like. Yeah, exactly. And then you know you got phenomenal songs like you got Low Main, which is ridiculous. Venetia and Price's personal favorites <laughs> songs went just absolutely crazy. And Futsal Shuffle, obviously. I mean, we were Futsal Shuffling, trying to learn how to dance, and then the world ended. Yep. So we he he put out this project, and the world shut down. I yeah, I remember. I remember. We were Futsal Shuffling our way into quarantine. I know. I remember. I think you told me to listen to like P two. I want to say, and I remember I was at. I think it was you, and I was at work, I remember, just being like, ah, whatever, it's okay. The wor- it's like the world won't shut down next and week, And here we right? are. Exactly. And then Uzi proceeds to put out his deluxe version. I'm just grouping it in with this, because, yeah. and now what he does to Uzi is take all those delu- uh, those leaks everyone wanted, why is it not internal take this at the other, and he's like, here you go. Mm-hmm. You got Myron, you got that Bean Kobe, you got a whole bunch of tracks that people are dying to have, especially, along with some new ones. Yeah. <laughs> Was up is one of my favorites. Was up, uh, it, it's so, oh, it's so. Great. A lot of that's a, so that's what a lot of people's songs. That's what happens with Uzi. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, this is this, this is mid, yeah. and then it gets stuck in your head. It's like a playing recording. Your head. It's I like know. you're just sitting there before you catch yourself. You're just in your room like, I want. 
It's the same. Like it's just stuck in your head. It was just ridiculous. The cover art I love for the deluxe. A little throwback to I like that. Uzi vs the World is 2016. Huge. That was his like breakout project. And I just love the whole space vibe. I like what he did with the with the little cutscene things. What what do you want to call it at the end of the Oh, like, like skit interlude? things. Like interlude? Yeah, like the skits. Yeah. We're cutting at the end of the song. Yeah. It had like a little story going on. I gotcha. Yeah. And I just, this project was ridiculously good. That's good. Now going into number two. Ooh, number two. We have The Goat by Polo G. Ah, yes. I didn't even have to hear the project. It was going to be ridiculously good. I Waiting on this project, I was just so excited to hear a new Polo G album after his debut project. This is his first studio album. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he comes out and I see... Of course, a Juice World feature. They were, you As know, you do. As brothers you do. in Chicago. And 21, I remember him posting a little snippet of him. This is in, like, I want to say around December. And I remember hearing the one line in there, and I was like, this song's going to be so good. And hearing it on this album was phenomenal. It Go Stupid with NLA Choppa, you know, Mike Will, and Stunna for Vegas. Oh, that man. song was huge on TikTok, huge now. It just still goes super hard. That's oh, like, yeah. that's Chris's favorite, actually. Chris loves that song. <laughs> He was playing it last night in the Xbox party, actually. Like, he was like, oh, this, you know this song? Go stupid. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I think the whole world It's actually knows the it. name of the song. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it was just so... I'm then, going stupid And again. then you have, like, his own take of, like, a like a, like a hip-hop love song in in, uh, in Martin and Gina. The music video is phenomenal. Shout out to, obviously, uh, Martin Lawrence and the TV show Martin and Gina. Well, the show was Martin, uh, and you know, you know, yeah. it was Martin and Gina with a couple. I'm, I'm happy that Martin Lawrence are doing things, isn't doing things now. I love Martin. I love Martin Lawrence. <laughs> great guy, great personality, yeah. great movies. Anyway, yeah. he shout out to he had a little shout out to them, and actually Martin Lawrence commented on the music video, said how much he loved him. Polo G was ecstatic. He was a big Martin fan oh, growing nice, up. Nice. So that was cool. You have to be something a little baby. Just overall, this project was ridiculous. And then the huge message on wishing for a hero, talking about his personal experiences with injustice, especially with everything going on, on a Tupac beat. So that song just had a lot of meaning within it, especially with what he was saying on top of the fact that he's bringing in a Tupac sample. It was a song that I think is going to stick around for a while in terms of like looking back on his career be like oh look at this especially to go to perform not only well but on a Tupac beat really says a lot about an artist and it's not an easy beat to go over yeah alright uh, I guess I could put my little review on it and I, you're number one as well which I think we all know okay one, I don't so, think you have a clue I'll, it might I'll surprise add. you yeah yeah oh wow jeez you're so unpredictable Ooh. but but I, yeah I, I listened to that debut album his debut album I was like okay this is good it's I good. remember I made you listen to that one. I was a big Polo G Yeah, I was like, okay, this is good. This is some good stuff. And this album came around. I was like, it's better. It, 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 like, you saw there was improvements. There was growth. There was a lot of growth. Um, I think my, my main issue was, I, I don't know. It just felt like a lot of the songs were kind of the same structure, same sort of, same sort of ordeal as kind of the same issue that I kind of have with, your, with the number one, honestly. That it's just there's a lot of a lot of songs that are kind of like interchangeable that like you can cut off a couple songs. Okay. It doesn't really take away from the album, honestly. I get so, that. So that's just my opinion. Overall, it was a good it was a good album. I enjoyed it. I'll give I will give it like a six six and a half, honestly. Solid. Probably like a six and a half seven. Probably. Okay, I'll take the seven. I, we'll I, call it a seven. I'll call it a, I'll call it a light seven on that one. 
I, I personally would have ended up giving an eight point five. Of course, but that's just eight. that's just where I'm at. Well, yeah, obviously, and you you know, I give the Ghost Inside probably like an eight. You give like a six. <laughs> that's yeah. We're just so, you know, it's just genre bias. We're just we're just, ma- we're just we have different mindsets. I tell you. Okay. But yeah. But take it away with your five number through five. two. Okay, so number five is the Death of Me by Polaris. So I, uh, this is an Australian metalcore band. Uh, obviously, the home of the Kid Leroy. Ooh. Uh, so that's what's gonna be known as actually instead of Australia. That's right. That's right. Le- Leroyland. So anyway, loved their uh, their last album, The Mortal Coil, that came out in 2017. Love their sort of melo- uh, their melodic metalcore and just everything that I ru- that I loved. Everything that I find in like an ideal metalcore band, they have the vocals, they have the guitar work, they have the drum work, and also they have the clean vocals that just really work really well with each other. And that's like another band that I kind of also just missed my list, a band called Bury Tomorrow. Okay. Kind of everything that I love in metalcore bands, which is the screeching, uh, just hard-hitting growls and the nice melodic cleans that was probably like 11 12 if it was like a top 15 top 20 really good stuff um but this album i remember listening to the first single and i was like masochist i was like okay okay i like what it's not what they were doing the last album but i was like okay, okay. let's see what we're going here their second single hypermania i was like it's kind of like it was like it was okay it was kind of mid honestly just throw away it wasn't like people a lot of people really liked the song and fair play it wasn't really what i was expecting for polaris when it came to uh, song structure and writing just really kind of like eh. then landmine the last single that came out i was like okay a nice little uh rebound so heading into it the album i was like okay the singles have been overall good i'm afraid that they're kind of steer off in a weird sort of bullet for my valentine side of Sort of just like both for my Valentine. I'm not bullet for my Valentine. Uh, bring me the horizon. I was gonna, even bullet for I was my gonna say I was surprised. Too. I'm even a big. For my you guys Valentine have gotten well. me on it. I actually have explored a little bit myself really? in, my, in my own time. I, I'm I'm a fan. Yes, <laughs> I love. I, love I told them. you once. I hear one thing. I'm like, I gotta like dig yeah. into it. No, I I love I love. It. I can go on and on. Uh, if we made a list in 2018 with my least favorite albums, that uh, their last album would be on that list. But besides the point. Either way, I was kind of just like, okay, let's see where we go from here. And then I listened to the album. I was like, why did I even doubt these guys? These guys are so great. Everything that they do, they add a little bit of uh, electronics in there. Uh, I love the singles. Like once I, I love the two singles. And even like, there's so many great songs. I love the last two songs. All of this is fleeting and the descent, just hard hitting, bombastic tracks, just everything that I wanted in Polaris. You got with the the melodies and the guitar work and the production. Everything overall was great. I love their I love their sound, just everything that they have. It's uh, it's great. I love these guys. These guys are so great, and okay. I want to. These are guys on my bucket list for bands I want to see in concert, and so. Wear a mask, damn it. I want to go to concerts again. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so number four is uh, a band that gets so much hate from the metal community, and it really pains me. Um, this is uh, Code Orange Underneath. So this band was actually going to play at, um, oh, God. Uh, oh, my God. What do you call it? 
What's the big festival again? Which one? The the big one, a Coachella. Coachella. They were gonna play. They were gonna play Coachella. These I was guys. like, which one? There's like five of them. That's but. true, but Coachella is like, oh, the basic bitch one. Uh, oh my god! My, I'm putting my circle glasses. Oh my, oh my god! <laughs> circle. I'm going to luau. Frank Ocean's on. Ooh! It's like <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine was also gonna play on that. That's pretty cool. Um, but these guys got a lot of crap for some reason, and I think it's just because they're really popular. And the metal community has their real has these fans that are just like you. You can't go big. You gotta the purists. go purists. Yeah, you got your metal elitist that like you gotta go DIY. I'm surprised you so you struck me as a little bit of a metal elitist at times. As much as much as I give you hate for it, you get you have your moments. I'm a metal elitist to you and my friends that are just who are just like don't know metal. That don't know metal. You are talking about like the metalheads of metalheads? Is they are a lot worse than me. Okay, okay, a lot worse. Um. Uh, I'm not that close-minded. Relax. I so it's possible. It's wild. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, boss. Uh, but anyway, love their last album. You know, these guys are a hardcore band from Philly. Love their last album. Came out 2017. Was really looking forward to see what they were going to go. And very industrial. Just there was an industrial sound to their music. And, oh, like, these guys are... If you want the band that is the poster child of mainstream metal and you want like these are like kind of like not our last hope but like these are the guys that can get metal back into the mainstream again like they bring a lot of different sounds and they just it works it works the singles on here were so great underneath was so great swallowing the rabbit hole and sulfur surrounding were great tracks and uh, some other great songs, uh, "A Silver," a, uh, "A Sliver," and "Last Ones Left" are great songs. And okay. you know, and um, actually, underneath was actually the official theme song of uh, a WWE NXT Takeover show. Big so, WWE guy, love him. Um, and uh, by the way, and uh, yeah, the the uh, the rhythm guitarist, rhythm guitarist, elite guitarist. Uh, as um, what I'm doing her just Reba Myers. She has, I'm not saying she has like the prettiest voice, but like it, her voice with the soundscape that they're going for, it works and it's so great. It's, you know, it's definitely a sound that's very much out there when it comes to the electronics and the different sort of sounds that they're bringing. But it's great. I highly recommend it. Maybe not. Maybe not an album that if you're new. I would say, yeah, go listen to them because that's def- that's like down the road. But if you're into metal and you want to try something different, these guys are should are at the top of you know a, a lot of people's lists. A lot of metalheads' lists are like these. This is like the album of the year. Okay. So that's that was number four. Number three is my only hip hop album, and that's Run the Jewels Four by Run the Jewels. The fourth, obviously. The fourth, obviously. Uh, I was a big two guy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have yeah, no clue. Yeah. So, so, you know, these guys are like the Rage Against the Machine of hip hop. And funny enough, they work with the lead singer of Rage Against the Machine, Zach <laughs> Del Roca. So it's per- funny how that works. Exactly. And he's on a track with him and Pharrell Williams, actually. For- Pharrell seems to work with a lot of people. He's yeah. very fairly respected in the industry. I'm not going to lie. I, I thought like, this guy was like. 
he worked with Daft Punk. Like he, he's yeah, then he'll happy. Be, like yeah, he's not happy. Then he's working with Uzi. I'm like okay, I'm like, and, and then he's all of a sudden he's over there. And you're he, like, he's working with Zach Del Roca. Like what? He's the a hell? very respected hip hop artist. Yeah, I'm really shocked, and he kills it on the song Just. He kills it, and uh, he's a very talented guy. Really, yeah, really great. And because I'm happy, long if you. F- I hated that song. That song sucked. <laughs> it was catchy. You can't make. You just be. Catchy, like, you're like shocked, I don't like dude. this song. You just driving like. Clap along if you. <laughs> it, it, you ever seen the Minions movie too? It's like da, da, da. that's the reason why I never seen the Minions movie. I can't believe I ever seen it. Yeah, no. Because I, I don't actually was it in Despicable Me too. I'm not sure. It could have been because the Minions had their own movie. Been, if I'm not might, correct, it might have been. Dis- dis- I think it was Despicable Me too. Just two, yeah. I, I will just call it the Minions now because yeah, 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 you know yeah. they took the show, but they had their exactly. own movie. That's they did why. have their own movie. But I think it was like. Uh, but it wasn't like around the time it came out. I think it came like a little after, a couple years after. Either way, but it's bigger than me, like, boy. Yeah. So exactly. So if you want, so let's go back to the whole lyricism thing. These guys are just, you know, they talk. It's a very politic-driven, just social issues-driven, and you might not, you might Is not it as political as. Um, come on, you got the was it? What's the Green Day project? Uh, American Idiot. There you go. Hmm. Cause that that it, that's like my basis. Cause that is uh that is like my basis for politically driven now. Cause that was like one of the first ones I ever really liked. Yeah. It's not this. I don't want American idiot. Yeah, yeah. Um. It's around that same. I don't know. Maybe it's like recency bias. Like maybe, but I think because there's a lot of shit that's going on in the world that's like. You know, well, same when that project came out, but yeah, different, that's different that's politics. True. That's true. That's true. Um, that's what. That's kind of what fuels them, you know. Exactly. And look, you might not have to agree with all the politics driven, and that that's with like Rage Against the Machine. They are the so out there with you know revolutions, f the system, f everything. That's like anarchists. They are practically anarchists. Yeah, Green Day was getting there. For exactly. Their time. It's like I might not agree with their statements, but goddamn, I love singing just singing their songs i grew up with them and this is kind of the same thing too like you know you might not agree with everything but the thing that you gotta respect that they back it up they are very vocal with especially killer mike he's very a passionate guy with you know social injustice and police brutality a lot a lot of these uh walking in the snow very much he has a verse that is just very much just hard-hitting talking about you know the social issues going on in the world there's a george floyd reference to it and this okay. album came out this year for you know it's like he was on top of it very much was on top of it just and you know the features were great like i said just was a great song and even the two first two songs the two singles yankee and the brave and ooh la la uh, okay yeah it, i see the vocal range yeah, you yeah, can step into a flow also two changes on this album too really yeah Okay, two he does a good job. I haven't heard of Two Chains in a while. The last time I've seen Two Chains was in that little YouTube series he's got going on, That's where it's like he's like like it's called the like expensivist shit or something like that, where he basically goes and tries like normal things that are just ridiculously expensive for some weird reason. Oh, interesting. I think it's Two Chains who does it. Oh, interesting. Um, I had a little research in the middle nice. of it. But yeah, like the production and the sample work are amazing. The flow between Killer Mike and uh, and uh, EP are just amazing there it's uh, LP sorry my bad um, but it their flows are great the features are great it's a really passionate project and like I said you might not agree with their political statements but you gotta respect that these guys mean what they mean 
and they back it up. It's not like Lil Pump endorsing Trump because he's an irrelevant sack of shit. That's facts. That's, that know. is it. But I also want to go to it. Except back to 2 chains. It is called Most Expensivest shit i think i'm pretty anyways but that's besides the point like he goes he has smokes a hundred fifty thousand dollar pipe drinks four hundred fifty thousand dollar tequila oh, pets a hundred thousand dollar dog six hundred dollar cup of coffee etc yeah exactly um, fun fact the coffee is made from cat poop but that's besides the point what there you go made from cat poop all right yeah you should check into it. it's actually yeah, pretty yeah, cool. yeah, yeah yeah forward that to me it's forward actually a show me. i discovered you know like when you get to like youtube binge sessions and yeah. you're like you're deep into youtube that's how Just i found like on. like the 20th recommended yeah, yeah. But great album, <laughs> great great album, really great, and uh, yeah, just really really. Enjoyed it, would, it. it wouldn't be Toast in the Morning without random sidetrack fun facts. Exactly. Look, we don't come prepared. It's probably the most prepared that we've come since like the debut episode. Honestly, it's like the third episode is when we really stopped. That, that was when we we're like, fuck it. <laughs> we're like, we let it flow. Exactly. Yeah. I can go with the flow. But now, what's your number two? Yeah. So yeah, that was number three. Number two. Is I made a reference to when I talked about higher power. This is Deftones Ohms. So this is actually kind of a surprise release. Came out in September, and uh, you know we love to talk about a uh, Mr. Uh, Anthony Fantano. Uh, so my idol. Yeah, sarcastic. Guess what? Guess what he gave this album three. How did you get that? Because he told me. I think I think it did. I you did, did tell me. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 we had this like, conversation it's, it's last like, week. Yeah, it's like. Are you dumb or are you dumb? Like, it's clear that he, it's like funny because like what he, he thinks of this album, it's like, oh, they're talking about politics and they want equality and yada, yada, yada. It's like, dude, have you listened to a Deftones album? Anything with real exploration and, and or like themes he doesn't feel comfortable with, he just, it's an instant like two for him. Yeah. It's like, he gave like a little pumps album a six. Yeah, it's like a six or a seven, something like, like that. At that, that point, I was just like, okay. Yeah, um, but it was like, yeah, he said like, oh, just talk about like the political structure. It's like, dude, have you listened to Deftones? They always talk about, these are like the emo guys of like the two, th- they always talk about like heartbreak and, you know, real, like per- like feelings and pers- like relationships and like anxiety. Like they are the furthest away from politics. And okay, you can look at some lyrics and I'm like, okay, you can interpret. Maybe they talk about that. But that being said, this is their ninth album. And are you like, are you that lost? He's never been a big Deftones guy. Yeah. But, you know, these guys are the kings of alternative metal, alternative rock, post. Alt, uh, they were more. This album. Uh, like Wikipedia says, it's a shoegaze, very atmospheric, electronics, lyrically driven, just a lot of feels. Uh, Genesis, that kicks off the album, is a great track. Uh, the Link is Dead is a great track as well. Uh, a little in like the second half of the album is really, really good. Um, yeah, just... And Chino Moreno's, his vocals are things of beauty. Like His vocal style is... Not for a lot of people. I think he's a, a guy that, you know, his vocals, they turn off a lot of people. They, they, you know, people turn a blind eye because of his vocals. But his vocals are are really beautiful. Just his vocal inflections, it just, it works with the tone of the, you know, just the sound that they're going for. And it's been, and it's been working for two decades. And they're still freaking huge in the world. And 
they're great. I I love these guys. These guys are super talented. I'm happy that they haven't sold out. They haven't just stuck with their, you know, the around the fur or white pony that came out two decades ago. They've evolved their sound. That yeah, they keep their alternative sound, but they add a little bit more electronics in the world. And yeah. It's a great, it's a great album. A lot of people love this album, and I agree, it's a great album. It's not my number one though, but it's still fan freaking tastic. I'm happy that they released an album. Okay, so now we're number ones. Number ones. I'm gonna open it yeah. with saying I understand why it's in people's favorites, but this album held a lot of personal value to me. As you and that's Legends Never Die by Juice World coming oh. at number one. Are you shocked, everyone? Are you shocked? It it, it was difficult. I mean. This this is an artist in Jewish world who probably ca- has carried the most value any artist has ever had in my in my lifetime and probably a lot of people in this generation could say. Yeah. Especially him being 21 years old. Yeah. By a couple days. Mm-hmm. But well, I get what people say I get a lot of the songs don't stand out. It doesn't flow as a coherent project. Obviously, he hasn't. He's had a lot better projects. And his the album that was supposed to come out was Outsiders, which we are going to see this year in 2021. Um, that was a project that he had planned to release in December of 2019. He was actually he wanted to drop it on his birthday, mm. but it was gonna come out a little later. Whatever, it was planned to come out late 2019, early 2020, and that's the real project where I care people to judge, like the the growth off of. Okay. This project more had a statement on the demons he fought with. It's more of a mental health statement, is as well as like a little close off on a celebration of a life and an artist. So you had like the interludes where you had artists on there like Eminem, Young Thug, talking about how not only is this the greatest kid they've seen, phenomenal freestyler. You had the Young Thug on saying on there saying you remind them of a young Lil Wayne, Lil Dicky on there saying he's one of the best songwriters he's ever heard of. Benny Blanco working with them, mm-hmm. and then finishing starting. But that's the thing. You start off on those low notes. You have titanic conversations stuff on that more mellow note on the, the once again the conversations having with himself the anxiety intro telling you know you can get through it you can get it done if i did it you can do it too and you hit the middle of the album is when i saw more of an uplift in people's opinions on the album you see more of people working with people you saw smile which is well that's that was a feature i'm not gonna include that one that was not a feature that was a um added on after the fact with the weekend yep Loved the song originally as a leak because I heard a lot of these as a leak because I've been listening to a lot of those. But the weekend feature, meh, about wasn't probably my least favorite feature on the project. But then you had Tell Me You Love Me, Hate the Other Side, which was my favorite set of features with Polo Jean, the Kid Leroy. Life's a Mess, which you were actually surprised by with the Halsey feature. Yeah, she she was really good. And Come and Go, which is probably the biggest song off of this album in terms of everything. I mean, it's like plays for college football. It's huge. And then now you go to the tail end of the project, which is my favorite set of songs, which is Fighting Demons, which is one of my favorite ones. Wishing Well, and then Stay High might be my favorite one off the project. Start exploring a little bit more of the battle side of everything he's going in mentally. And to tail off with Man of the Year, which is that uplifting, uh, like, guitar song. Yeah, you know, just like, yeah. uh, like, I'm the guy, and it closes off with the Ever So Sad, Juice World Speaks From Heaven. He was uh, an old clip of him saying that he's oh I'm up here bullying I'm in I'm in heaven on he goes on FaceTime oh my bad Instagram live and actually a little bit we had to reach out to a, a fan page who had it because he couldn't find the actual footage oh, wow. so that was pretty cool that's funny but yeah, overall I get why people think a lot of things don't are like well, it was like they blur together they don't see like it as a whole project 
but I say I beg to say wait for another project, and this is more of a like they held a lot of value for a lot of real fans. Yeah. I, okay. You kind of said my my problem pretty much was just, and also I think just my big problem with a lot of these rap albums is just there's a lot of quantity. And it's also, I feel like a lot of rap albums have shifted away from a theme for now more, and it's just become more of a collection of songs. Yeah. That's why I was such a huge fan of his first project was Death Race for Love, which with, with the interludes and the singles, it had a flow and a design, like he had a goal with the project. I think, well, I, I think this album definitely had a theme. It did have a, you know, it did have a theme, but I just, I just thought, yeah, like you said, like the songs, like some of these, like the songs in the middle of the the track list that were just kind of... And I get it because... It, it was just a little filler. It I get it because it's hard because you, you have a team of people here that are... Their job was to determine what somebody would have wanted. Oh, yeah. And that's where it gets difficult because you don't know exactly what they wanted. That's why also a lot of people are... I'm very excited for Outsiders because according to his ex-fiance now, mm-hmm. Ali Lodi, that he did it, this project Outsiders is completely finished by Juice World. He knows what he wants on it, the track list, and it's ready to go. He knows exactly, she knows exactly what he wanted. So right. I'm very excited to hear it. Alright. I would give this album like like a 7 because I thought like this, the hits were were A1, A-tier, yeah. really good stuff. People love Wishing Will obviously come and go. Yeah. yeah. And Conversations was, was good too. Love Conversations. Yeah. Of course you love them. Conversations. Okay, that's all I have to say. Rest right. in peace to my favorite artist. Nine right. out of ten. Nine, nine and a half out of ten. Not a nine, 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 nine out of ten. I, as a, you do. Nine. I give it a nine, nine, nine out of ten. That's right. Of course. Alrighty. That's great. I'm happy for you, kid. Thank you. All Take right. it away. All right. So number one is a uh, post-hardcore band by the name of uh, Touche Amore. I actually, I, I remember you mentioning them before in the past. Yeah. Uh, so Lament is the album. So this is our first album in four years. Their last album is Stage Four, which is a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, Jeremy Bohm. This was a that was an album made by him for his mother who passed away from the cancer. Stage Four. Yes. It is an that that album is like just lyrically is a lyrically driven album is it's fantastic and i don't know about this one getting there because like that's just you just can't exceed that type of level of an album like that but this album kind of, it just has those 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 emotions still with lyrics and uh the writing and like i thought like the singles were just kind of like okay to be honest but like just listening to this album is just once again what I love about this band and I actually wrote a uh, when I when I wrote like in senior year of high school I wrote a like a rough draft uh, I was a little Lamar Jackson back and I actually tapped my phone but proceed uh, wow did, did your parents teach you anything about respect Lamar Jackson interrupted you to talk to him talk to Big Trust woo woo yeah Lamar J- Trust new era new, new era eight apparel <laughs> New era eight apparel. Yeah, exactly. Woo woo. Okay, relax. I, I wrote a um, like a rough draft uh, college paper, and I talked about one of the lyrics that I really liked from like two albums ago. Okay. And you know this this these guys are you know hella talented. And Jeremy Bohm, he has the it's like his vocals are like I'm not saying like his singing is at the range of like a Chester Bennington, but it's like he has the right amount of rasp in his voice. Where it's like 
where too much becomes a lot, but like when it has the right amount of rasp, exactly. Like, it's it, a, like it's a compliment. It's almost like once again, it's a different voice. But obviously, like when I talk about pop smoke, and you're like that deep, like yeah. like it's got like a like a like you'd like to say a twang. Exactly, he's got a little twang to his voice. It's it's like not even singing. He's just like he's talking at like a la- like he's like really like belting it. Like he means this. At- oh my god, dude! What Lamar the- Jackson? Stop looking not at like- your phone. No, I, no, I just went to swipe up and it was there. I'm, oh I apologize. My god. Proceed. Jeez. I I bet you like. The, pick, the mic didn't even pick it up, and we're just overreacting, and, he got, and everyone's Everyone, like, like what the hell is this? Eh, it'll be a cut. Yeah, what? Nah, we'll leave it in. Oh, we'll leave it in raw. We'll, yeah. Yeah. Well, just, just go. Exactly. Oh, I can't believe you're interrupting my number one favorite album of the year. And, uh, but, you know, that, I never thought, but they had the freaking Manchester Orchestra uh, in the rock band. I never thought I would see them in a Touche Mori album. Really great stuff. And uh, yeah, a lot of great songs. Uh, Come Heroin, uh, Lament, title track, Fane. Uh, I'll Be Your Host is a great song as well. And their last song, A Forecast, very. Like some of the lyrics on here, I just want to read like a couple of lines of this uh, album. Uh, so it's a. Uh, it's not like I wrote some lyrics detailing the extra events, some profit off the albums, and most I just consider friends. Just a nice little lyric there. And another lyric is, I've lost more family members, not to cancer, but the GOP. What's oh. the difference? I'm not for certain. They all up, they all end up dead to me. Damn. Just like, and it's, it's, all, it, it's all spoken word. Big politi- a politics guy. He's a very political guy. He's a very political guy. But uh, just, and that was a spoken word uh part of the track and then it dives into a nice little climax and yada 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 this album is these guys are at the top of the post hardcore scene like and of course Fantano gave it a 6 out of 10 like honestly that's like when you don't know what to give and you kind of just ah 6 exactly ah screw it it wasn't bad it wasn't good but this album's great like if you talk to anyone this this album it might not be as good as stage 4 but this this album is uh Terrific! It's, it's uh, some bands will kill it to reach the heights and the songwriting and the lyricism as a Touche Mori does. So yeah, these guys are amazing. They're my number one, and yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Really it. I, yeah, okay, that pretty much closes off our 2020. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to do this one year from now. Exactly, and I want to try to do more of these lists too. More lists and talking about bands uh, on artists that we like. I want to try to do more of these. Uh, I would love to. Yeah, let's uh, let's try let's try. We do, do by month. <laughs> Let's do it. So we'll we'll do this again in February. Starting off February. All right. I like tw- that. a short twenty eight days, but it's there. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think it was uh, you'll hear us now. Obviously, coming with more episodes in the near future. As you do. Thank you for tuning in to Host in the Morning. It's it's always great to talk talk to you, Paniotti. Very. Yeah. It's, I always enjoy never get never get sick. Toast. Yeah, I can't believe it, too. I oh, can't are you interrupting now? Whoa, whoa. No, I'm kidding. Whoa, no, whoa, whoa. Come on, brother. Come on. All right. Okay. Well, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs>